This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, Jam StockX powers ahead while Ice Post signed numbers once again, while Expansive makes a second acquisition in a month. LSEG reckons it's on target to achieve whatever it thinks is a target for Refinitiv. Well, we're not sure anybody believes this. And Coinbase appears to be cracking. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 156. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode 156. What a pleasant Alfa Romeo that was back in the day. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events and happenings from the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. The alleged BTCE operator Alexander Vinnick is now in US custody after being immediately extradited from Greece after proceedings concluded there last week, while the Robin Hood CEO Vlad Tenef dismissed the possibility of his firm Robin Hood being acquired by Charles Schwab or the crypto exchange FTX or indeed anybody will do the acquiring, he said boldly. That led me in Exchange Invest to wonder, what if, say, both Robinhood and FTX don't survive? That might amount to hashtag blue sky thinking. One market that looks as if it's not going to survive is predicted. The University of Wellington, New Zealand's prediction market. The CFTC, in an oblique judgment this week, their staff withdrew the no-action letter relating to the market, which had become a favourite for political prediction market betting. Meanwhile, the London Stock Exchange boss, out of his depth, Dave Schwimmer, and I agree on something. We should teach about the City of London at school. Teaching pupils about the financial world in schools could unleash a new generation of investors, according to the chief executive of the London Stock Exchange, noted this is money this week. We cannot agree more with this excellent sentiment. Classical education is good, STEM highly useful, but the abject lack of real-world skills taught in schools are a hindrance to bringing children into adulthood in the modern age. The Moscow Exchange, they delayed access this week for non-residents from what might be termed friendly countries to Russia. Presumably fear of a mass onslaught of selling being the reason why they cannot yet access the market. Meanwhile, a bit of an onslaught in Sri Lanka. The new president, Ranul, questioned whether the Colombo Stock Exchange was a valid platform for state-owned enterprises to be privatised upon. The reason being, is the market rigged? As President Wickremesinghe himself said, either you all must change or we put up a new institution. I don't want any more arguments on that. If you have to use the present stock exchange, we must all be satisfied that it is neutral and benefits all. 
One market that is absolutely neutral and benefits all right across the continent of Europe and beyond is Sweden's junior market. First North, we interviewed Erja Retson as IPO video guest number 54, where we discussed her platform from First North to Infinity and beyond. And indeed, this week, the Financial Times gave a glowing tribute of Erja and her team's magnificent work under the headline, Sweden's Junior Market Becomes Europe's Hottest for Growth Stocks. Congratulations to Nasdaq, Erja Retson and the entire team. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at US$200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In results this week, it was a frantic week for results. We're only going to give you edited highlights this week because all the detail was in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, here are the edited highlights. But don't forget, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial to Exchange Invest. Just drop us a message, DM us on social media, or contact us via exchangeinvest.com. ICE reported strong Q2 2022, despite many voices beforehand thinking that things were going to look weak. Volatile markets drove up trading volumes and helped the overall profitability to grow during the course of the year. Operating income up 9%, adjusted operating income up 12%, an operating margin of 48%, and net revenues up 6% year on year. Pretty helpful for a behemoth, and as ever, some great words of wisdom. Jeff Sprecher himself in the results call discussing their expansion into the mortgage market. It's odd to me that you can buy a completely consumable good. You can buy toothpaste on an online platform, and when you go to checkout, it'll ask you if you want to buy now and pay later, knowing that an algorithm underwrote your credit against no collateral, and yet it takes almost two months for somebody to refinance a mortgage in a house that they live in that has a foundation that's in the ground, that has an address that you can see from space, that is part of the Maslow's hierarchy of need of safety and security, and will be abandoned by that person the last thing they do. And yet, an existing mortgage, talking to their bank, takes two months. Wise words from Jeff Sprecher there, and very good reason why the conventional banking and mortgage business is in chaos. Indeed, if that isn't a perfect example of why fintech improves the world, and how the analogue world needs a kick in the soft underbelly towards, well, we might call it capital market revolution, I don't know what is. As always, the Jeff Sprecher and Friends quarterly masterclass was unmissable alongside another set of very sound results from the entrepreneurial behemoth of ICE. Elsewhere, Thomson Reuters reported Q2 results and, oh the irony of this, Thomson Reuters complained that their bottom line is being dragged down 
by the London Stock Exchange groups being subject to Refinitiv's Stockholm Syndrome. If LSEG had a coherent board, this would be the ultimate moment of shame for the wide-ranging vertical silo Zav built, which the odd one has proceeded to place in a corporate coma. Nonetheless, the LSEG were making claims that their Refinitiv costs and savings are on track. Rumours the LSEG have replaced their agate prop team with operatives formerly assisting with Russian military PR for the Putin invasion of Ukraine could not be verified as we race to record this podcast. However, if you believe LSEG and you have any RFPs going for bridges, we have inventory to offer you. LSEG is also buying back stock. They've started already. It's a total purchase plan of £750 million of stock. And that leads us finally to Coinbase and the great disappointment of the week. A 63% drop in revenue amidst crypto winter biting home. A lot of bleating, frankly, from the analyst call there and not a great deal that really gave us pause for confidence in the future of what might be Coinbase, despite their announcing that recent deal with BlackRock over the possibility of crypto-related funds. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com, with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or, if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome, wherever you find this podcast. New markets this week, ladies and gentlemen. It was a very busy week once again for new markets in the parish. All of the information was in Exchange Invest Daily. The newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. Looking at the edited highlights, let's pick one this week. Memex, their uh, sell-side-by-side organized cabal who have a stock exchange platform of their own. They've gained SEC approval to trade options. Expect Memex options to launch in 2023, which will be one of a myriad of platforms in the very, very packed U.S. equity options market business. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Bourse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me. Patrick at derivativesvision.com. Deals news this week. Let's pick a couple of highlights. Buying back their stock. I already mentioned the London Stock Exchange. Hellenic Exchanges, they're also buying back their shares. And indeed, last week we saw Zagreb and Croatia buying back some of their stock. Expansive led the deals this week. They're acquiring Evolution Markets, expanding their environmental market infrastructure. That, of course, is a very interesting way that they're spending their recent funding from Blackstone, who invested $400 million earlier in July. And it's now driven a second deal, the first being Expansive acquiring. APX at the start of August. The Qatar Central Depository Company, they've amended the percentage of foreign ownership in Doha Bank. They've now become 100% of the capital. QCSD is owned by both the Qatar Central Bank and the Qatar Exchange, of course. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you may be struggling to get to grips with the world of fintech financial markets at all. Daily, of course, in your inbox, there's the opportunity to read Exchange Invest. Just DM us or sign up via the exchangeinvest.com website for a free trial at your leisure. 
At the same time, you might want some longer reading. I would recommend Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World, my latest book, an easy read, understanding how the world of fintech has advanced. Well, coming up for 23 years after I wrote the first best-selling book of fintech, Capital Market Revolution, in 1999. Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. While you're waiting for your copy of Victory Death to arrive, don't forget you can still check out our live streams. We're on summer holidays at the moment, but we're running some judicious repeats in the Tuesday 6pm London 1pm New York Times slot. You can catch all our back episodes on ipo-vid by searching on YouTube. They're also available on Facebook and LinkedIn. And don't forget, we had our last live guest was Stephen Sears discussing developing your options. The co-founder of Options Solutions dropped many pithy and wonderful insights. I think one of the absolute gems was bad investors think of ways to make money, but good investors think of ways to not lose money. The next show's coming up in September, but catch the repeats every Tuesday. And of course, all the back archive of information is available. Check it out, for example, on YouTube uh, by searching for IPO-vid. In Cryptoland this week, every US crypto exchange and Binance is being investigated by the SEC, according to a staffer in the office of Senator Loomis. That's particularly significant because the platform from which we learnt this nugget was Forbes, which is 20% owned by Binance. As they await, perhaps forlornly, a SPAC deal for the publishing platform. Nonetheless, when Forbes is announcing the fact that their semi-parent company Binance is under investigation. We have to take it seriously. Elsewhere, something that was rather difficult to take seriously this week was who actually owns Wazir X. Wazir X has been gripped by panic over the course of the past week, first of all because of problems with the crypto platform, second of all because it has long been thought to be owned by Binance, whereas in reality... Binance don't seem to own it. It's very difficult to understand what's going on here, but it seems to be another wacky tale in the history of Binance, which was never based in Malta, other than the base it apparently had in Malta, etc., etc., and a multitude of other curious quirks to the Binance history. Even by Binance standards, the whole idea of whether or not they actually own a particular asset, which is a major exchange that they have in the past apparently been alleged to own, sounds curious. Coinbase were in the news, of course, with those dreadful results. At the same time, they had some good news. They inked with BlackRock, a crypto trading partnership targeting institutional clients, as I mentioned earlier. They were also asking the US Supreme Court to halt lawsuits connected to stack scams and Dogecoin. While their ex-employee was accused of insider trading, he's pleaded not guilty. Nonetheless, there's a lot of concern about that Ishan Wahi case. Many different legal... Analysts raising concerning questions about the SEC action against the former Coinbase employee. In product news this week, uh, many US listed Chinese firms may not actually meet the bar to be listed on the Hong Kong exchange. That could cause a major issue for those who've been left in audit limbo because of the disagreement between the Chinese and the US authorities. The CME, their group, has announced a Q4 2022 launch of European Overnight Index Futures 
August the 29th, CME Group will be launching Euro-denominated Bitcoin and Ether futures, while the JSE in Johannesburg are considering carbon credit trading. People who are already active in that field, of course, are ICE, the Intercontinental Exchange. They announced this week they're going to be hosting auctions of nature-based carbon removal credits for green trees. Over in Moscow Exchange, they've started trading bonds with Chinese Yuan settlement at the same time as they've announced that they will no longer be trading in Japanese yen. And Central Bank Digital Currency News of the Week, Thailand's pilot CBDC could commence later this year, while Australia are exploring the case for a CBDC to be launched. Technology news this week, well it was dominated once again by the aftermath of the ASX delaying the chess rollout for the fifth time. It's the users who are paying, noted the Australian Financial Review. In this tragic fiasco where ASX and DAH look horribly mediocre, the good news is that we may have only another 18 months or so to go of this brand crucifying market confidence shattering negativity brought on by the ASX's own stubborn management and abject incompetence. Or indeed, we might have 18 months to go until the next delay is announced, presumably. Regulation news this week, the SEC is proposing rules to improve clearing agency governance and to mitigate conflicts of interest. As ever, the voice of reason fell to Hester Pierce. This proposal is puzzling for a number of reasons. First, in 2016, when the Commission finalised rules establishing standards for a subset of clearing agencies, it expressly rejected the suggestion from several commenters that it impose a director independence requirement. Careerpath news this week. Mohammed Farid has been appointed as interim chairperson of the Regulatory Authority for Finance, the FRA, in Egypt. That sees him moving on from a very successful chairmanship of the EGX, the Egyptian exchange, over the course of the past five years. Ahmed Abdul Rahman, the vice chairman of the EGX, was named acting chairman in the meantime. Also news in career paths this week, Kevin Wolf, the CEO of Euronext FX and Euronext US, is leaving the group to pursue external opportunities. All the very best to Kevin. I wish him well with his next endeavour. Meanwhile, in Big World, word reaches us that for the first time since 1847, a shark attack has been reported in British waters with an injured snorkeler being rescued by the Coast Guard. The lady has only relatively minor injuries and is expected to make a full recovery. Nevertheless, it's worth reflecting. This is the first shark attack in British waters since the year that saw the first publication of the Why Did the Chicken Cross the Road joke. Samuel Colt sold his first pistol to the US government. Verdi's Macbeth premiered at Teatro della Pergola, Florence. The first Carlsberg beer was brewed in Copenhagen. And Emily and Anne Bronte published Wuthering Heights and Agnes Grey, respectively. A woman is bitten by a shark in UK waters for the first time in 175 years. It clearly leads to only one question. When will the indignities of Brexit end for the UK? Meanwhile, in their latest You Can't Make This Up outpouring, the Bank of England have issued a blog post, Crypto Assets, the Metaverse and Systemic Risk, on their Bank Underground blog. This cautions that the Metaverse could lead to systemic risks for the financial system. Gosh, Thank goodness the old lady of Threadneedle Street remains such a watchful and wise steward of inflation in the British economy and of the pound sterling.
And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Patrick L. Young, creator of Exchanges and Markets, publisher of Exchange Invest, the Bourse Business Daily Newsletter, wishing you from a noisy, sunny, hot Valletta to have a great week in blockchain, life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.